Right, how's it going? Hope you enjoyed the bonus bag last week with John Dredge. Yes, the interview episodes are back. I'm going to try and do lots and lots more in the same vein because I like them. They're good, aren't they? The interview ones. Also, the new episode of the Ragbag Rambler video series is out now on YouTube. This time, I'm in Christchurch, New Zealand. You see, I'm going all over the place with this Ragbag Rambler series, yeah? Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want. And press like on the video if you liked it. That'll cover it, won't it? Right, let's get on with Ragbag, episode 33. Welcome to Ragbag. My name's Frank Burton. I got some great tunes lined up for you, proper music. I also have a few ideas I'd like to share with you, yeah. A few things I'd like to talk to you about, nothing bad, you know what I mean? Don't get the wrong impression. Let's have a tune first, shall we? Yeah. Let's have a tune. Jesus. 
Now, I've had some interesting responses to the last edition. Turns out I confused a few people. Eric in Christchurch says, What do you mean there's no such thing as America? Look on a map. I've seen maps, Eric. I didn't actually say America doesn't exist, by the way. I said, How do I know that it does? I've never been there. So, how do I know it's really there? I notice you don't live there either. How do you know, Eric? Because you watched an episode of Hill Street Blues? That's a work of fiction, my friend. Think about that. Various other people have said some similar things. Several of those people do claim to be from America. I'm not saying that you're not from there. I'm just saying... How do you know that you are? How do you know that you're living in a real place? I don't see why this is such a problem for you. Just a point that I'm making, yeah? Also, various fellow podcasters have been in touch to advise me that there is no such thing as a podcasting license. Yes, there is. I've got one and so should you. Uh, Mike from the Witch Cheese Network. It's not just a podcast about cheese. It's an entire network of cheese-based podcasts. Yeah? Mike from the Witch Cheese Network says, I'm afraid to say it sounds as though you've fallen foul of a confidence trickster. That's a very cumbersome sentence there, Mike. A few too many words in that. Just say you've been conned, mate. Same meaning. I haven't been conned. My good friend, Alan, in Indonesia, he directed me towards his website, which contains some legal jargon, clearly stating that he is not a con man. You see, he has a very good knowledge of the law, qualified up to his eyeballs, so to speak. 
I'm serious, Mike. You need to get yourself a podcasting license pronto. Otherwise, as Alan himself says, terrible things will happen. And who wants terrible things to happen? No one. I'm glad that we cleared that up. Now, I know what you're all thinking. What's up, Frank? I thought you were supposed to be all chilled out now. This sounds like one of the early episodes of Ragback, where you used to have a go at the listeners for no good reason. I'll tell you what. You know what's happened. It's these focus groups. That's the problem. It's not intentional, this behaviour. I used to be like that, didn't I? And then Lazarus came along and he showed me the error of my ways. I miss Lazarus. He was annoying, but he knew how to be. What am I trying to say? Yeah, exactly that. He knew how to be. And he did teach me a thing or two about not having a go at the listeners for no good reason. But you know what's happened? I've I've come into some money. Okay. This show has a patron now. A philanthropist. What's the word? Philanthropist? Philanthropist. I can't say the word. He's a philanthropist, right? He keeps giving me loads of money. So I spent some of it on these focus groups. Where I find things out about what people think of the show. And it turns out what scores really highly is when I have a go at the listeners for no good reason. The Angry Edition. Remember that? That was their favourite episode. An absolute car crash. And I don't want to be angry, that's the thing. But because of these focus groups, as today's episode has unfolded, I don't know, I may have been unconsciously playing to the crowd. I apologise, guys. You're all entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. Just the other day on Twitter, some guy called me a sarcastic, talentless, entitled cretin. Which seems like an insult, but what I think that person meant was I'm entitled to do what I want to do, so thanks for that. Thank you for the encouragement. You're right about the sarcasm too. I have been known to indulge in a little bit of that. It actually scores very highly with the focus groups as it happens. It is a bad habit, I'll admit. But I can't resist it sometimes. For example, I went in Starbucks recently. End of a day, there was a guy mopping the floor, another guy at the counter, no customers at all. When I ordered my drink, the guy at the counter said, Could I say your name? Well, I said, It's Frank. Although, maybe I should give you my surname as well, just to differentiate between me and all the other Franks who ordered a medium soya macchiato with an extra shot. He said, There's no need to be sarcastic, sir. I said, okay, all right, just kidding around, mate, you know what I mean? He said, it's not just kidding around, it's passive-aggressive. I said, fine, but surely that's a hell of a lot better than being actively aggressive. 
Which would you prefer? A little bit of light sarcasm or being stabbed in the face? Anyway, he called the police. Bit of a long story. Didn't get my drink. I've even developed this habit of phoning customer service helplines just so that I can be sarcastic about their labelling. Like, I had this shampoo bottle with an instruction on the side saying, wet your hair prior to application. Lather a small amount of shampoo into your hair. Then, rinse. So I phoned up the helpline and I said, well, now you tell me. I've been drinking it this whole time, my entire life. I've had disgusting greasy hair and serious stomach issues. I just wanted to say thank you for clearing that up. I was on a roll after that. I found a tin of mixed fruit in the cupboard. There was a caption on the label saying, suitable for vegetarians. So I phoned the helpline, didn't I? I said, what is the meaning of this? What kind of fruit isn't suitable for vegetarians? Is there a different brand where they mix in a couple of pork chops or something? The man said, and I appreciated his honesty, I'll be honest, I appreciated his honesty. He said, I don't know. Maybe sometimes the juice it's in might have some gelatin added. Gelatin, I said. Yes, he said, gelatin. I said, gelatin doesn't count. He said, well, yeah, it's an animal product. I said, I know it's an animal product. I'm just saying, gelatin doesn't count. I've been vegan for 20 years. I follow two simple rules. First of all, don't eat animal products. Second of all, gelatin doesn't count. He thanked me for my feedback. I don't want you lot writing in now, telling me gelatin does count. Fine if that's what you think, but it doesn't. And I'll prove it to you quite simply. Let's try a little thought experiment. Let's say, hypothetically, everything in the Bible is true. You know, you know what I mean? The Bible. You know what I mean? The Christian Bible. Other Bibles are available, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them don't mention life after death and that's what I'm getting at here the dressmaker's bible good bible very good bible lots of information about dressmaking doesn't mention life after death the stamp collector's bible very good bible lots of great information about stamp collecting doesn't mention life after death I'm using the Christian Bible in this hypothesis because it mentions life after death. Do you see what I'm saying? I haven't exactly got chapter and verse on this. Something to do with good people go to heaven, bad people go to hell, that sort of thing. And I'm to, 
obey this thing called the Ten Commandments, right? Ten Commandments. It's all, I don't know, common sense stuff, really. Don't steal. Don't kill. That's the crucial one. Remember that one. Don't kill. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. Common sense stuff, right? To be fair, there's a few things that don't get a mention that, in my opinion, really should be there. Like, I don't know, slavery, paedophilia, sexual assault, kidnapping, making fun of someone's appearance, racial and gender discrimination, slagging people off behind their back, all that sort of thing. But killing... That's one of them, right? To be fair, killing's one of them. And presumably, eating meat, for example, is murder by association. No, it is. I'm telling you that it is. So that's the end of the matter, right? So presumably, when you die and you drift off to heaven, um, the bouncer on the gate, you know, sent pizza or whoever's on shift that day, they got your details. And he's like, Obeyed all the Ten Commandments in your lifetime, sunshine? And you're like, Yep. Although, I did steal one of those little matchbox cars from a friend of mine. And St. Peter's like, Yeah, but it says here you were seven years old when that happens. So that doesn't count. Looks like you have a squeaky clean record apart from that. Just one more question. Do you eat meat? And you're like, yeah. And St. Peter goes, straight to hell for you, sunshine. That's murder by association. Get gone. I'm sorry to have to break this to you, meat eaters. But in this particular hypothetical scenario... That's what's going to happen to you. Okay. Now, imagine if you're a vegetarian in that scenario. You arrive at the gates of heaven and St. Peter's like, obeyed all the Ten Commandments in your lifetime, sunshine. And you're like, yep. Apart from that honouring your father and mother bit, haven't always done that. Yeah, says St. Peter. But it says here, that your dad's the man who designed that particular type of door that says push on it, but also it's got a pull handle, so your brain's kind of in a bit of a fix, you're not quite sure what to do, whether to push or pull, he's gone straight to hell, I'll be honest with you. And your mother, well, there's never been anything specifically wrong with her, generally agreed in this department, that she's just one of those people. So let's say we'll let you write off. Great, you say. So can I come in then? Well, just one more question, says the bouncer. Do you eat meat? Lifelong vegetarian, you reply. But I have to confess that in May 2008, I ate a bag of jelly babies. Do you really think you're going to be cast down to hell for all eternity just for that? Of course you wouldn't. He'd say, obviously, gelatin doesn't count. In you come. Eternal pleasure awaits. 
and you're like, great. It's not really great, says St. Peter. It's an eternity with no pain. Eternity. It'll drive you completely out of your mind. But, you know, that's a different hypothesis, isn't it? What interests me a little more about that is how come St. Peter is the doorman in this scenario? That's not my doing. That's a genuine thing. There are people in this world who wholeheartedly believe St. Peter is the doorman at the gates of heaven and they expect him to be the person they will meet before they enter those gates. I'm not saying those people are wrong. I really don't know. They might be right. Seriously, they might be right. But what if they are right? What does that say about the corporate structure of the afterlife? St. Peter, if I remember my Gospels correctly, Jesus described St. Peter as the rock on which I build my church. For a reference like that, you'd expect St. Peter to be occupying a position in senior management, presumably with a seat on the board of directors, but no, apparently not. He's a doorman, face to face with the general public, having to deal with all sorts of grievances like, no one told me pork chops were a deal breaker, let me in pal, that sort of thing. Funny old business. But let's ask ourselves a different question, listeners, because I'm into these hypotheticals at the moment, right? What if, seriously, what if, what if ferrets were the dominant species instead of humans? Like they became super intelligent before Homo sapiens got a chance to flourish and the ferrets managed to wipe out most Homo sapiens by building themselves these big robot suits or something. But they're like, let's not kill them all, let's keep a few of them in captivity for our own amusement. So they keep a few people as pets and stuff. And as time goes on, they start opening zoos and aquariums for all the ferrets to go in and look at all the lesser animals. Imagine you're one of those people living in a cage while a bunch of ferrets parade past and you have to perform tricks in order to get your lunch, like jumping into a bucket of water and stuff. And the ferrets have got their own Starbucks and it's exactly the same as the human Starbucks. Same design, same colour scheme. It's from Seattle, but not the human Seattle, the ferret Seattle, where the ferret Kurt Cobain came from. The setting for the ferret version of the film, Sleepless in Seattle. They drink lattes and frappes and they sell little fruit shoots for the child ferrets. And from your cage, you can see the ferret Starbucks and you think to yourself, what if it wasn't the ferrets running everything? What if it was the humans? What if this whole Starbucks thing was a human invention and the ferrets were just like, I don't know, these little weird scurrying creatures who no one pays much attention to. Obviously, it wouldn't happen exactly like that. I think the ferrets would do things their way. They wouldn't make a film like Sleepless in Seattle. They'd make super intelligent ferret films about things that super intelligent ferrets are interested in. Proper intellectual stuff. Not necessarily artistic, but deep, meaningful meditations on the meaning of ferret kind they wouldn't have corporate coffee chains they'd be socialists i reckon they don't seem like particularly aggressive animals once they wiped out all the humans they'd be like well what are we doing here guys what are we actually doing 
This isn't who we are. We don't wipe other species out. We're ferrets. I don't even know if ferrets are carnivorous, to be honest. They probably are. Let me check. Hang on a second, listeners. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Here we go. Right. Okay, so they're the domesticated form of the European polecat. Interesting, yeah, interesting stuff here. Oh, apparently a group of ferrets is known as a business. <laughs> we could make a joke out of that, couldn't we? Let's see. The joke I attempted to tell last week went down really badly with the focus group, so let's see if I can win them back with this ferret gag. I walked past the ferret hospital the other day. On the sign outside, it said, Welcome to the ferret hospital. It's a hospital for ferrets. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, taking care of business. But I already told you I was going to use that word, which would have spoiled the surprise of that punchline. But, you know, it's catch-22, isn't it? Because if I hadn't explained at the start that business is a collective noun for ferrets, and I said taking care of business is the punchline, you'd be like, what? And I'd have to say, yeah, business is a collective noun for ferrets. And you'd say, oh. And, you know, it wouldn't be funny anymore, would it? Also, I should point out, I didn't really walk past the ferret hospital. I'm not sure if there is such a thing as a ferret hospital either. So maybe that was a stumbling block for some of you. You'd be like, what do you mean ferret hospital? There's no ferret hospital. You're a fraud person. Total fraud. I've lost faith in this entire thing now. I was with you for the whole ferrets of the dominant species thing, because you clearly flagged that up as being a hypothetical situation. Now you've pushed it all too far. Yeah, it's tough all this jokes business, isn't it? Really tough game to get into. I'll try one more, right? Just one more. One. Couple of guys walking down the street. One says to the other, what do you think of the weather then? And the other one says, Higgs boson. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I do. I like that one. I do... <laughs> I uh, know it doesn't make any sense, but you weren't expecting me to say Higgs boson, were you? You know, I still haven't quite got the hang of this. I will check in with the focus group, see what they have to say. Maybe I'm onto something, maybe I'm not. Again, I should say, that little story about those two guys walking down the street, that didn't happen either. Didn't happen. I made the whole thing up. And though they try to use I and abuse I, 
out for me. He takes the light down. My love will know you
Eric, Eric. I've never been there, Eric. I've never been there, Eric. I didn't actually say America doesn't exist, by the way. I've never been there, Eric, 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 Eric. I said, I've never been there. How do I know? I've never been there, Eric, Eric. I've never been there. How do you know? How do you know? Gelatin, I said. Yes, he said. Gelatin. I said gelatin doesn't count. Gelatin. Gelatin doesn't count. Gelatin doesn't count. Gelatin doesn't count. Gelatin. 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 I haven't exactly got chapter and verse on this. Gelatin doesn't count. Gelatin doesn't count. Gelatin doesn't count. Gelatin doesn't count. I haven't exactly got chapter and verse on this. Gelatin doesn't count. It's generally agreed in this department that she's just one of those people. Obviously, gelatin doesn't count. In you come. Eternal pleasure awaits. 
Obviously, obviously, gelatin doesn't count. Gelatin doesn't count. And you say, ah, and you say, ah, and you say, ah, and you say, ah, and you say, ah. I'm gonna 
cry now Get them just a little bit sad Before I bring it back for listening check out all my stuff please do that my website frankburton.co.uk you'll find the details of my books on there 100 and the other one the history of sarcasm check out the ragbag rambler video series on youtube you will really really like it if you've made it this far into the podcast you obviously like the podcast okay you'll really like the video series check that out bonus bags are floating about as well there's probably one coming up pretty soon and uh, that's it enjoy yourselves see you soon Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. <laughs>